0: welcome to another edition of the women's rugby Port. i'm johnny hammond alongside as ever welcome in rachel burford and red roses captain sarah hunter mba how are we ladies we enjoy the sunshine now the season is finished enjoying a bit of downtime birth you've been flying here there and everywhere
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Johnny. It's good to be back on the pod. I've missed it the last few weeks, Um, as you mentioned, had to go and do some work things. Um, But yeah, enjoying a bit of downtime. But I've been seeing everybody talking about pre-pre-season. It just puts the fear in everybody already. But um, no, I'm good. Is that a thing?
0: Pre-pre-season?
1: Yeah, you don't want to turn up too unfit because it would just be awful. So you have to do a bit of priming before you get there.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. My rugby involvement is with a microphone nowadays. Um, And you, Sunter, you've been getting the posh frocks out. You've Uh, been at weddings. You've been laying the law down to the Prime Minister and all his chums. All sorts.
2: It's off-season. Everyone has their um, big events, aren't they? Yeah, no, really good. Um, Yeah. Lovely wedding at the weekend. Went to the House Parliament to speak at the... Lords and MPs, Commons and Lords rugby club, I think it's called. Basically, people are MPs, Lords work for the estate, associates with those um, people, and they all play in a big rugby team together. And it's just like a, a normal um, rugby club. You wouldn't you wouldn't know that they sit and make laws and all sorts of decisions. Um, yeah, really great. Just an ordinary rugby club, but based out of the House of Commons, so <laughs> a bit surreal
0: really surreal very very surreal yeah Um, yeah, well look the season's finished Um, we're just going to have a wash up really of, of the season today we were hoping to get some reaction from the Pacific Four from New Zealand and Canada um one of those weeks where people are not responding and, and probably having their own sort of end of season as well so uh, sadly we have not got a reaction for that but we're going to react off the back of the uh, Pacific four a big news out of Scotland which we we'll react to as well we've got all the news from around the world and then as I say we're going to have a wash up of just with the three of us just having a look back at, uh, at the season and of course uh, we look ahead to what is um, again <laughs> a really busy crazy couple of minutes for for women's rugby but Bring it on. It's uh, that kind of year, isn't it? 2022. So first of all, ladies, we have to react to the big news uh, over the last seven days um, of Scotland promising major new investment into the women's game. A whole strategy which takes on to 2026. 30 players are handed uh, deals, contracts. I mean, the only current women's Six Nations team that is purely amateur basis would be Ireland. Um, Scotland also confirmed they would have two semi-professional women's sides in Scotland to compete in a proposed cross-border competition in partnership with other unions. No other details apart from that whatsoever. this is not thought to, to be uh, involved with the English league, but more sort of potentially sort of Irish and Welsh potentially as well. But the union said um, last year they invested 1.6 directly into the women's game and now have agreed an additional investment of 2.5 million, covering the first year of this strategy, taking the total women's and girls funding to 4.1 million, more than double the previous year's allocation. This is all from Gemma Fay, who we had a, a really good chat with um, the day before the announcement. And I and several others just just reflecting on on that call before you get your guys' uh, views on it and and reaction. Of course, it's hugely positive. Um, 4.1 million rather than 1.6 has to be a a positive thing. It's just not about money. But it was about supporting the women's game from the grass suits up. We're talking about this 4Ps, participation, positivity, and all the rest of it. Um, Just lacking a bit of detail for me. Um, and, of course, there are things up in the air and it is moving very, very quickly. And I think there's a point that Gemma was very, very keen to to, to say. But, um, yeah, a little bit of detail lacking in in behind these sort of big statements and what have you. But but initially, it's a very, very positive thing. So, have you been talking to some of the Scottish girls there at Lightning?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I bumped into them in the gym doing pre-pre-season um mm-hmm. the, the following day after the announcement and um yeah they're really excited by by the news obviously they've been sorted out for um build up to the world cup as well so they they can all, all go full time in some sort of support package so yeah they're they're excited by by the by becoming a professional rugby player i think like you say it's just they're not knowing that detail of, of exactly what that that looks like at the minute, um, which I'm sure um, Scotland will be working through pretty quickly because it it's it's due to begin after the World Cup. So I'm guessing they'll need to know that information before they 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 get out there. So I'm sure they'll be thrashing things around ASAP to to get that so players have a bit of security about what's next.
1: Yeah, I'll just add on to that because obviously I'm thinking back when we went professional, the thing with us is that we were all based in England, whereas so many of Scottish players, um, and you talk about that that league that's potentially getting set up, so many of those players play in England. How is it going to look? What's it going to look like? Do people need to go back home? Can people? Is it going to be a camp-based scenario and actually... Um, staying part of Premier 15s is the right way forward. Um, Yeah, there's so much more detail to go in, but ultimately great news that 30 players are going to be able to leave their job, their current job and not have to, you know, do a Jay Conker goes on four nights and then has one day off and then she's into camp. And, you know, the the exciting prospect of that for players to have and not be worrying about where their income's going to come is huge. And then, yeah, as any kind of, High performance environment laying out what those details really really mean, and that cross border competition again how many Welsh players play in the prem what when in the calendar is this going to be set um same with Irish players you know if it's going to be that cross border where's that going to be in the calendar overall does that then impact the premier fifteen so it's great to see the movement of other unions but it' would be good to kind of know so then you can have a bigger picture of the landscape of what's going to then what movements are going to happen
0: I think the, the idea of a cross border competition. Um it just sounds brilliant, doesn't it? And you know, we talk about a European competition. Can you imagine yeah, can you imagine a Harlequins or Lightning playing Toulouse or Blagnac or whatever? Yeah, hundred percent of these things it, it's a matter of when, not if. Um but the amount of funding to fly people, Island Wales, all that kind of stuff, that detail of putting a tournament together I think we've got to be careful um, to to just set our expectations that this has got to be done right, and therefore small steps are probably a lot better than than big steps. And don't get me wrong, the fact that Scotland are actually even talking about this stuff is is a massive positive. But we've just got to be careful with the with the exact details of of exactly where we're going.
1: And I think like. <sighs> we talk about that all the time about making sure that it's the right steps for the women's game you look over in New Zealand super rugby they've not just gone with all the franchises they've gone with specific groups to build it and then build it out if that's the right thing to do and yeah I think small steps is always the best way instead of you know having a such a high expectation to look like something which isn't really achievable and then then you're kind of stuck in a position where people are looking in on women's rugby going, oh, well, that's not great competition because it's not that competitive or the standard's not where it should be. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll take the the small necessary steps to get it to where they want it to be.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, do you not get us wrong in any way, shape or form? Brilliant, positive news from Scotland. Great that they talking about these things. Great, the investment. Um, yeah. Do come along, Ireland.
2: They've got to surely now. They've...
0: I just it's just beginning to to become a little bit embarrassing, isn't it?
2: I think that the fact that all the other home nations have have done it, um, and rumour has it they'll they'll be going. Well, hopefully this is the catalyst for them to go right. We'll do it now, because otherwise, like we've seen, like from England, how how much professionalism pushes you ahead. Like, and these like islander like at the bottom of that that gap's going to become even bigger from like all the other home nations that that have done it so you'd like to think that there will be an announcement sometime soon to go actually we're now going to make um some of our players professional
1: we might touch on it johnny about the wxv like countries need to start foreseeing what's going to come down 2023, where players are going to have an expectation to take even more time off, as well as their regional, because that's so important for them to qualify to, for the WXV. WXV is so important to qualify for the World Cup that if they're not investing now, they're A, going to be playing Cup up, or they're not even going to be able to be competitive in those spaces, and if any country needs to learn about the investment, it's, it's definitely Ireland with, with what's happened with them not going to the Rugby World Cup.
0: I, I just wonder whether... Because men's and women's are doing well, aren't they? Seven sides where they go, well, look, you know, that investment there, look, yeah, that's proving. But on the other side of it, like, yeah, that investment, you should see how well it does. So if it's doing well <laughs> at seven, it's going to be the same in 15s. It's not, yet. You, know, you need to find the money. It's as simple as that. Um, but, yes, indeedy so, Ireland. Uh, need to carry on indeed. Pacific Four. Has just wrapped up we just mentioned that earlier on um ladies let me just take you through the details because um yeah we didn't have a pod last week for one reason or another so we are just going to remind the viewers of what's happened in the pacific four of course new zealand were crowned champions little kendra coxage lifting the trophy i love watching her lifting trophies because trophies are normally the same size as her it's brilliant um what a little powerhouse she is um So, just to remind you of the results, in round one, Canada beat USA 36-5, while New Zealand notched up a 23-10 win over Australia. Round two, the Black Ferns made it two from two, with a 28-0 win over Canada. USA bounced back from defeat Canada in round one, beating Australia 16-14. Then USA were were bolstered, weren't they, by their players arriving from the Prem 15 finals, the likes of Kate Zachary, um, Kate Rogers' playing superbly well at the moment, isn't she as well? Um, so yeah, USA races do a 13 nil lead at the break and then the Wallaroos fought back for 16-14. Round three, uh, last weekend. Australia went down 10-22 to Canada and the Black Ferns won their third game handsomely. 50 points to six against the USA at the Northland Events Centre in Bangoray. Eight tries in all. Second game keeping a clean sheet. And Anisha Liala Lainga scored a hat-trick. She's a handful, isn't she, ladies? Uh, the Black Ferns are crowned champions with a maximum 15 points. Canada on nine. USA and Australia unable... Uh, sorry... Uh, Canada on nine, then it came uh, USA, and Australia were unable to record a win. What did you make of the teams? Let's talk about New Zealand first. Let's talk about Kendra Coxage, most cap Black Fern of all time, 51 consecutive caps, now with 60 uh, and 355 points. I mean, that is bonkers the amount of time she's been playing, and she's only got 60 caps. But she is the most cap Black Fern of all time, taking over FIFA or Silly.
1: I, I still, it's still like I find it remarkable the amount of years that players have been playing, and you know the amount of test opportunities that they've had over that time. It just, it does blow my mind when you you sit and you think about how many caps Sarah Hunter's got, and you know those players have been te- playing the same amount of time as her. Um, it's just, it's crazy. But uh, fair play to her, to you know she probably wasn't in her best form, was she, in the autumn, and then had to go away remaster some of her skills and and you know to now be the New Zealand's most capped player what what an honour and and she's still got more to go like I don't I can't see her just finishing up at this World Cup she's got so much more left in the tank and she's got some young snappers coming at her heels as well which is always what makes you a better player when you've got people coming at you from behind so yeah really pleased for her
0: yeah and I think these these events you guys will be able to tell say more um but these these kind of milestones mean a huge amount to the family. And I know Ken is he, he, a real real family lady, uh, and the family's been through you know some some really choppy waters of late. And I, I just yeah just so so pleased so pleased for them all. But on, on the field, Sunter, you obviously played against them um, in 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 the autumn. What have you made of them watching them take on Canada, USA, and uh, and Australia? Some improvements
2: yeah definite improvements and and there always was gonna be wasn't there in terms of new coaching staff coming in um and probably no knowing in New zealand that pride of coming over to the or like coming over in the autumn to play us in France and not performing to the standard that they would do that that's gonna hurt any team, so there's naturally probably gonna be a reaction from that they've obviously got a a great coaching team that's come in and 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 added and people wanna want to stand up and they want to show new coaches what they can do so again there was going to be improvements but in terms of how they're playing um that that they've definitely I think um taken that that step forward um with with what they want to do and um like just in terms of how they they were moving the ball I think set pieces probably still a little bit of work to to be done but they they are better than 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 they were and yeah, to, to get three wins, you, you can't get three wins without improving. I, I genuinely thought that the Canada-New um, Zealand game would be maybe a lot closer than it, than it was, um, knowing what Canada can do. So that, that kind of speaks for itself as well. So, yeah, I guess they'll they'll probably be pretty happy with where they're at. They've won three games. Um, they won very comprehensively against America, And now they'll be into, I'm guessing, a bit of downtime before they come back and really hit the ground running, ready Mm -hmm. to bet for for the World Cup.
1: I think what impressed, sorry, as I say, what impressed me most, I think they got better throughout the tournament, which also, you know, highlights their coaching group. So to work out how USA are playing to then put that kind of result, yeah, on them in the final game, I think says we know well, a lot of people really talk about Wayne Smith and how he's a genius of of, um, a rugby coach. And I know that he's been calling on All Blacks to come in and mentor these players through. So for me, seeing that build and them get better, they also had like seven new caps as well um, embedded in. And, you know, obviously we saw Ruby Tui also make one of those debuts who, you know, I never expected her to probably excel as much as she did straight away. And she's been a real, uh, another kind of, revelation to them and just that her energy. Try. Yeah, I know. for in that conditions as well. Um so I, I yeah, I think I'm I'm really excited about how they've built and where they've got to. And I think, you know, I still England are still miles ahead at the moment, but they've still got a lot more to grow and to get better. But this I think this is also so good for the World Cup, you know, for the ticket sales, for that home crowd, that home nation really getting behind them is so, so important.
2: I think I completely agree with you, Bert, and I think um, they 've also got people to come back into the squad that didn 't play in in this tournament, um, which again I think will will add value there's probably a couple that didn 't play in the autumn, um, so they 've got strength to come back into to the squad as well, where they 're at, which will again probably push them on even more
0: yeah, best World Cups are with a strong home nations showing is not it what did you make of the 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 other nations then ladies
1: well I think um when you look at like their roosters as they call them that Australia sorry New Zealand and Canada they've got really strong players like they've got they've got a strong core squad um but it's just about them having some time together I think they're really disruptive, especially USA in terms of all the extra players that are away, as well as the couple of players who are playing for Saracens. Like that's quite disruptive. So limited amount of time as a squad, then to get chucked in. Um, so I think again they've got much more to come. The team I'm, I'm worried about is Australia. I felt that again. I felt that they from their warm up games, they looked good, and then I don't know whether I don't know why that's tailed off going into this tournament. Um, and, and I, you know, that's a big confidence loss for them, I think. You know, they've always beaten the likes of USA and Canada. They've always had that strong rivalry. They were beating New Zealand in the first half. So it's, can they use that half and work out what they did then and put that into consistent performances against other teams? I just, yeah, Australia I'm a little bit concerned about and how they get to a level to be really competitive Come World Cup is out of that four, probably the team that I'm worried about. I think USA, they're obviously going to come together and have loads more time pre-World Cup. I think they're assembling soon. Um, same with Canada. And I think they've got the talent and the players and they've got all that experience and expertise on playing in the Prem 15s. And I don't just mean that as a playing thing, but everything around it. Um, obviously the Canadian coach was part of Exeter, so he'll take a load of that and put that into his program as well. So I think USA and Canada will, will be a lot stronger than what we've seen in the Pack Four, but it's just Australia that that I'm concerned about.
0: Do you hear that, Centre Pack Four? All the lingo, isn't she?
1: Yeah.
0: All these meetings, she whizzes around the world, with. she's got all the lingo, yeah, <laughs> packed for you. Uh, I jest. I, I agree. I think. I think USA. Rob Kane will get his hands on them for a while, and I mean, just the the individual personnel who played very, 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 very well in the Premier Fifteens all season. Um you know, On paper, it's a really strong side. Canada front eight will be, be strong. Will the Australians? Swap back over fifteens to sevens. So, you know, the Sharni Williams, the the Charlotte Caslick, will they will they get into the fifteens post Commonwealth and, and and sevens World Cup berth? Do you know?
1: I don't think so. I think Caslick is she's not interested in fifteens, and with the greatest respects, so, um, I think you you could look at a Sharni Williams coming across. Um, there may be a couple of others, but I think the intention is this current squad that's part of the Australian team now is is who will be going forward for um, for the 15s. Uh, it's an interesting one, whether some of them will cross over, and you could say the same for New Zealand. You know, a lot of people were rumouring that you get to make a choice, and hence why Ruby Two is not on the seven series at, or wasn't then on the seven series, but she's now off to play sevens this weekend. And so... I feel there could be definitely potential of New Zealand players coming back into the 15s, um, and there could be potential. And maybe maybe because of the results, there might be a bit of a, a wobble that we need to bring a couple of players across for Australia.
0: So to looking at the pack four, um, is there <laughs> is there any um, team that would uh, trouble the RR? Sorry, Red Roses.
2: I was like, who the they? Oh, oh. I, th- I think. Um, I think, given the the time where they're gonna have time to spend with each other, I, th- I do think the pack for at the end of the season, especially for a lot of players playing here, the travel and everything it, it, to go to New Zealand, it takes us toll. So I don't think. We've probably seen any of those teams at their very best. And I genuinely think that will be different come um, November. Everyone's got warm-up games. Everyone's got time together. People will travel out in time to be fully over jet lag and everything and be in optimal um, like performance mode. So, uh, And and I'm not just saying this because it's the answer. I think giving anyone on their day at a World Cup can can prove anyone like trouble and johnny's very i know you are but it, it is like a world cup's different you know it's especially when you get out when you get to knockout games like form goes out the window like history goes out the window and it's it, it's those one-off games like and we like we've seen it the hardest way losing world cups and that it doesn't matter how good you are in the run up to a World Cup, it's when you get there that that counts for everything. And we've seen big teams get knocked out in in pool stages, in semis, that we go that they should be in a final team. So um, the World Cup does strange things, and I think probably New Zealand Canada, Ameri- New Zealand and Canada probably could 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 upset the apple cart very much so.
0: You heard it here first. No, I agree. It does pressure does funny things to people, doesn't it? Um, you only have to look at the, the few finals that that, that we've had. Um, Freddie shirt Leicester fullback, has caught everything all season. First three minutes uh, in a prem final, he couldn't catch a cold. Um, yeah, just just weird the what pressure and, and and that kind of stuff does, does to you at uh, at uh, those times. Let's get into the rest of the news coming out you over the last seven days from around the overworld.
1: I'm Shani Williams and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Point.
2: So the other weekend, Twickenham was host the English Counties Final, all named after one of the greats, Jill Burns, MBE. In Division 3, Cornwall beat Notts, Lynx and Derby, 36-17. Division 2 saw Hampshire go down to Eastern Counties 26-19. And then the top division, Leicestershire beat Berkshire 40 points to 5.
0: Yeah, congratulations to all of those teams. Some Premier 15s news to bring you up to date with. Gloucester-Hartbury have been busy. Assembling quite a squad. They have signed Welsh captain Sean Lily Bristol not only that but two Red Roses stars as well both who played exceptionally well in the Six Nations Maud Muir from Was the front rower can play both sides and Alex Matthews the World Cup winner from Worcester I knew that one was, was on the cards I mean those are serious serious signings those are serious players
2: Yeah. Certainly are. They're um they're certainly um making a statement of intent, aren't they, with uh with those sidings. And what will be interesting to see whether there's any any more to come. Obviously they're they're all forwards. So you like, think are they gonna be announcing some some back? So yeah, along with the players they've already got, um, they've always been there or thereabouts, but this could be what they need to take them into. That's that next level, like with some of the performances they had this season. Um yeah, a very, very exciting times down in Gloucester Hartbury. Um, but it, it's great for the league in terms of obviously um if teams are going to come and offer you things, like not the movement, the strength of teams, you know. Um yeah, it'd be it'd be really interesting to see what happens. Down there, and in, in Harbury, Gloucester Harbury is a great place. You know, Sean Lynn's a great guy. Um, they've got a good program down there, so um, they're a great bunch of people. You can see why why people are, are heading that direction.
0: Yes, as you say, some some really good people involved, and I, I, I'm really pleased because it was lip service from from Gloucester uh, for for a long time to to do with the women's. Uh, department and you know lots of people from within who will remain nameless would, would yeah would, would certainly back that up and I had plenty of conversations around that so I, I'm really pleased this yeah this increased investment putting a, a proper squad together and as you say that the likes of Allcroft and Hunt and, um, and now Lily Crap and Muir and Matthews it's um yeah, it it it's proper down there, and yeah, James Forrester, I think, has been working very, very hard in the in the background. So yeah, he probably was uh, worth a little mention. You've you've mentioned Linney, who's uh, yeah, uh, you up. a smashing chap. Hot off the press is the uh, structure for next season. You you must have seen this, of course you have. Um, sixth campaign. Competition will again be played over 18 regular rounds with home and away, culminating in a semi final playoffs on the 10th of June 2023 between the top four teams um, as per normal, and then a final on the 24th of June. The cup returns as well with a round robin format. There will be two pools of five clubs, four fixtures, and one bye per club we're talking with two home fixtures and two away. The pools are Southlands, Bristol, Wasps, Loughborough, Lightning, South Sharks. The other pool being Exeter, Harlequins, Cluster, Hartbury, Worcester and DMP.
2: Some European sevens have been going on. In Zagreb, host of the trophy series with England lifting the title, beating Italy in the final 56-0, having not conceded a point all weekend. Last weekend, the competition moved to Budapest. Again, it was England that lifted the trophy, again beating Italy in the final, with Portugal finishing third.
0: Sticking with England over the 15s, they've uh, announced a couple of World Cup warm-up games. Uh, You will be taking on the USA at Sandy Park on the 3rd of September at 3pm. And Wales at Ashton Gate on Wednesday the 14th of September. Kick-off at 7.30. Tickets are on sale, peeps. Do your talking with your walk-in. Get some tickets on the 30th of June. So that's a a week today.
2: Yeah, and um, Ireland have also announced that they are playing some games um, this summer. They are off to Japan for a two-test series on the 20th and 27th of August. So Although they're not any World Cup preps. They've made a statement by getting them some games um, this summer. And great for Japan as well, because they'll have warm-up games going into into the World Cup.
0: Sticking with schedules and fixtures, the HSBC World 7 Series uh, has been unveiled. New seven legs for the women. Um, and for the women all kicking off in December in Dubai second and third of December then over to Cape Town for the 9th and 11th of December these are combined men's and women's events into the new year 2023 January men and women's events in New Zealand and also in Sydney then March over to Canada yeah, it's a popular venue, isn't it? Canada, and I know they great fun over there doing that one. And then Hong Kong uh, for the men and women as well. And then finishing up the series over in France in the middle of May. So good news just keeps flying at you.
2: Certainly does. An exciting year ahead for the Sevens. Um, so over in South Africa in their premier competition, Western Province and Border Ladies met in the final at the Hamilton's Rugby Club in Cape Town on the 11th of June. And it was the Border Ladies who took it 19 to 16 to be crowned champions. They left it late with a try in the final by Fo Plachi from a sensational line handed to her team a dramatic back-to-back South African women's rugby Premier Division title against arch-rivals Western Province in their own backyard.
0: Just keep talking about good news and 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 the the growth of women's rugby. Um, Lin Campwell's clearly shaking the the hornet's nest, isn't she, in South Africa? And by all accounts, getting a, a huge amount of support as well, which is just brilliant. And it, we just keep South Africa just keep popping up in the news as well. So yeah, a huge congratulations to Border Ladies over to New Zealand, and New Zealand Rugby has issued a public apology. To Tikura, Ungata Eremagate. More than six months after the national women's hooker complained of suffering a mental breakdown following alleged criticism of, from her former coach Glenn Moore. the social media post by her in December triggered an independent culture review, which found New Zealand Rugby had failed to sufficiently support the women's high-performance program. NZRU said last week it had concluded. A mediated restorative process with the player and they've formally apologized directly to her and her family for the experiences that led to a decline in well being for her. And ZRU has taken responsibility for the systematic failings that led to this decline. Long serving black firm coach Glenn Moore was originally part of the mediation process but resigned while it was going on. Uh, The players thanked uh, NZRU on social media, engaging uh, and acting. The process was together. We got there, she wrote. Uh, I'm on the mend and enjoying my footy again with a free spirit. Free to be me. Stand up, speak up, know your worth. And it just shows they uh, committed. That the player will receive an appropriate mental health and well-being, training and support to help her recover. Uh, And the NZRU further reiterate its acceptance of the review's recommendations and to ensuring that the black Ferns will strive to deliver a performance culturally and environmentally that is safe and rewarding for all to be a part of. I guess we think these things just go on normally, don't they? Don't we, uh, Sunter? But it wasn't. And... Tikora thought that it wasn't, and stood up and spoke about it, and the fact that she's been listened to, and is, you know, quite rightly, there's you know, nothing, nothing is wrong about it, but listened to. An action taken, and some positive steps to come out of it, again, that's quite new for women's rugby.
2: Yeah, it it is, and for Tikora to stand up and to put out there, like I think, t- is really brave to do, and um, and she obviously the what she'd gone through was like what no player should go through and but for her to be brave enough to speak up led to that review and led to what we understand and like changes and implementations being brought in and from what we can see um being recognized and and changing, their culture or their their group and obviously it's led to to New Zealand rugby acknowledging um that they had a responsibility to 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 what what she went through so it's not great to read about or to hear about or to know anyone's gone through that but but I think like you said it it's it's good to read and to hear that they've accepted some responsibility for that and that changes in in process and more importantly that she's actually getting help and support. And she says she's coming, coming through that. And that that's bigger than anything that actually she's, she's in a a safe and mentally stronger position than than she has been. And and that's what I guess you want out of all of this, that obviously she's enjoying playing rugby again. she, She feels on that that path of being happy and healthy. um, And yeah, um, like not very nice to happen, but the process of where she is now and the help that she's getting, I think is is really important.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. Speaking of South Africa and Lynne Cantwell, the Women's Africa Cup launched, uh, didn't it? We've had a, a couple of games so far. The opening round, South Africa beats Zimbabwe 108 nil 17 tries in all zimbabwe then went on to beat the other team in the competition namibia 72 nil and south africa namibia play today being thursday the 23rd of june um yeah that that could be quite a a big scoreline but again it's it's buzzing, it's talking, these games are going on, South Africa getting better, we want a strong South African national side, don't we? So, all positive news from the bigger perspective.
2: Hi, I'm Helena Rowland and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
0: So, being the final podcast of this season, I'm quite sure we're going to come back. Um, as you said, it Got some uh Commonwealth Game Sevens, we've got World Cup Sevens, and of course the Big Dance, the World Cup. Who knows where any of us will be? Soon you'll be in New Zealand, I can assure you of that. Um that's the only guarantee. But what we thought we'd do between the three of us is just have a little review of the season that has just been. Um A groundbreaking, historic, excuse the French, about bloody time kind of season that women's rugby um, has needed, hasn't it? From a playing's point of view, internationally and club wise, Sunter, have us out in the media, the periphery, have seen the sort of the boost and the the uptake of it all? Um, You, a player, right in the middle of it all, have you sensed that as well?
2: Yeah, no, without a shadow of a doubt. Like you say, it's about time, I think. Um it kicked off with, with the Prem 15s, I think, with those opening probably rounds just in terms of you've got people beating all sorts of people, the competitiveness and just going, oh, hello, this could be an interesting season in terms of it's it's not uh, as straightforward as the top four that's always been the top four. And we could have new people in the playoffs, we could have new people in the finals and and we did. And I think that then went on like throughout throughout um, the the season, you know that the top seven, well, that top four to seven was only split by a a few points, which is which is brilliant. And it, we didn't know who was going to make the playoffs until that second to last round, which we've never had in the game. So from from that side of things, we seen more international players come in and in. People will agree or disagree with it, but you can't argue from the fact that it adds to the competitive nature of of the league. And then, um, yeah, internationally from not just um, England, but like the home nations and the records that were being beaten week in, week out on the crowds, people coming to watch it. You've got live on BBC. Like, it, I think especially the Six Nations, it was such a such a turning point of of where we are in the game and having um the six nations in that standalone window with crowds this year game changer for me
0: it definitely was it was an outstanding six nations you were in amongst it and actually got a little bit emotional at times buff uh you know your ladies put a huge amount into the game and continues to to to, to do so uh, and as a broadcaster you stood there and just went what was that to, to the, the kingsham game was it and just wow this is yeah. this is where we should be
1: yeah it was um both at kings home and also at um well, as road. well yeah um
0: Mattielli woods
1: yeah it was just it was incredible to just stand back and go jesus this is where the game is now women's rugby is growing and it's getting somewhere and people are interested and then bang it was it was brought to life. It wasn't just words or an imagination that we all have and think the game could get to. It was right there and in front of me and just, it was just, yeah, a remarkable time to, to be part of it in a broadcast way and to, to see, you know, where and what the players deserve as well. Like they deserve to be on that pedestal. They deserve to have that platform to, to play in and, you know, there's still so much sacrifice that players put into the game. Just because they're professional doesn't mean that it's easy and doesn't mean that it's, you know, the wage that allows you to kind of rest and just be that professional. You still got to think about post-career. And I just think the amount of the sacrifice and dedication that players have put into it, they deserve all of that. And, yeah, I welcome more of it and consistency of it. Um, And for the rest of the world to also now take take from England's lead of what they've done with the domestic league, which has been what's helped built that international scene. Um, and hopefully we see more of this being around the around the world, sorry, for, for all players, not just for the Red Roses. And now everybody excited about to play the Red Roses because they know what they can do in terms of um, putting a crowd on and a spectacle and the atmosphere. You know, we want all unions to be doing that and creating that feeling of, oh, we want to play them because... We know how good it's going to be. We know that there's going to be a full crowd and all of this.
0: Yeah, I, I, what for, for me, and it, certainly not by design, but it just kept coming. And in, in previous years, many, many previous years, decades worth the previous years, it's been, oh, that's amazing. Oh, England have got a contract. Or, oh, that, you know, that, that, that Prem final was amazing at da, da, da. or that a test match between New Zealand and Australia was amazing. It, it, it just kept coming since September. As you say, so from the off, we knew the Prem 15s was going to be the most competitive ever. And I know we say it every year, and it probably should be. But to have Ex and Bristol in the final. And then we rolled into the Autumn Internationals, yoke. Um, and some some brilliant rugby played played by England. Some some great crowd. Super rugby, Al Picky. Then into Six Nations, we have got Italy announcing contracts, Wales announcing contracts. Six Nations is brilliant. Prem Fifteen wash up has, uh, has been brilliant. The Pacific Four, and it's it just kept coming and coming and coming, and therefore it stays in the in the in the conscience uh, uh, of people. And finally, for me, people are being brave. Not so much on the broadcast side. I think there's. Still quite a lot of work to, to be done there. People are actually putting their own money where their mouth is. But from my point of view, running this podcast, the fact that the likes of TikTok have come in as title partner um, says it all. Oh, they're getting involved. Great audience that, that they have with young girls. But... Yeah, companies are now coming to us as, as 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 a women's rugby podcast rather than me having to go out, and it's it's not small companies, it's 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 proper big companies, and we've got a kind of partnership with Canterbury going on at the moment. But there's some really big conversations going on with with some big proper companies, and you know, for me, that's that's very very different after 148 episodes from a very selfish point of view. It um it it, it makes a, it makes a big difference and and says a huge amount. Um, what about the sevens then, Berth? truncated type season but uh, Australia very very dominant
1: yeah um, and and they've been dominant with a whole bunch of new players as well which is quite frightening Um, but yeah obviously the the season hasn't been hasn't always had the team the best teams from the seven series being able to take part due to logistics and personal government um, logistic reasons but yeah Australia have been very much leading the way uh, but as soon as New Zealand came back in, the obviously when New Zealand their first tournament came back in, straight away they were a finalist, pushed Australia all the way to the end, and then the following tournament they then go on and win it. So, you know, having had been so absent, they're still right up there with the with the others. Um, I think Commonwealth will be really interesting and exciting, uh, and same with the the World Cup. And I think more exciting though for the players is the season that's just been announced. 2023 great to see that the women have had got seven legs now that's the most they've ever had um so leading into that again is another exciting opportunity um and just to actually have some momentum um you know we knew that england contracts from an england perspective haven't the girls weren't so clear originally and now they've got a bit more of a secure future so i think yeah overall pretty an exciting time for the sevens and obviously there is still discussions around Look, um, but at the moment we've got two really major tournaments coming up this year. Which, again, like you just mentioned, Johnny, that kind of succession of what's going on—you know, sevens do, does play a big part in that. And to have, you know, autumn internationals, Six Nations, Pack Four, then have um, warm-up games, then a Commonwealth Games, then you know Rugby World Cup Sevens, and then into the big, the big one at the end of the year. You know, it's just such a blockbuster um, calendar for women's rugby and not just the players, but everybody involved in it.
0: Surely it should be C wealth and, and R W C, isn't it Berth, with your <laughs> <laughs> There you
1: go. I did that to make you feel better.
0: No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, it
1: that's a normal, that's a known thing that it's called pack four. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never heard it before, but, um, uh, yeah that's Where been
1: him
0: yeah yeah absolutely well not far away enough um sunta from a from a position of the the captain of the the leading nation at at the moment um do you talk about other unions and 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 forging the way or did you just head down and just get on with it but there must be the odd conversation, perhaps over a cup of tea and a and a digestive in a in a in a hotel room late at night. That think, Gee, oh, it's really great to see you know Italy have now got contracts and oh, isn't it great the Welsh girls and da da da.
2: Yeah, no, certainly. We um, don't so much talk about how we're leaders in the way, but when news comes out about like you say the the Italians or the Welsh. Um, uh, Scottish it's always about like isn't it brilliant like this is this is what it should be and I think probably more so like you say you're Scottish or you're Welsh or even at, you, because you know and you play with so many and like Berth and I have been through that stage where you've got a full-time work or education with um with with playing it's difficult so you so when they get the opportunity to be professional or semi-professional you're like you you feel really excited for them, and you feel like actually that this is the moment where their their life will start to change. And and for that reason, I guess you, you talk about it, and um and then you hope the nations that aren't in that position will follow.
0: Indeed, so and just huge amounts to to look forward to. W X V got Sea Wealth R W uh, C Seven and uh, X V Coming up, and then the uh, APXV next season as well. So um, there's loads and loads to look forward to. On that
1: note, RB's got to go.
0: Yeah, RB GB. (laughs) I was going to ask Beth, um, just before she went, actually, um, who her team of the year was um, and who her player of the season was. And I'm just going to throw that straight in with you now, Sunter. You can't say Loughborough Lightning, and you can't say yourself. Because <laughs> oh, I could almost God, read, I could read your lips, and I knew Sarah Hudson B was was the second part of the question. Oh, what are we thinking, team-wise?
2: I don't know. I'm just trying to think, not just England. So I'm just trying to think like all the things we've talked about, like Miss anything... That's just not straightforward. As we'll go, we'll we'll go England. Not an England isn't England red roses, but like an English team in the Premier fifteen.
0: Um, yeah, but I think yeah, that's that's generally what your focus is. I'm, I'm gonna chuck Exeter in there, and it, yeah, that might be unpopular, but I mean, under forty games in a league, and you're in a final, and I think. They would admit that they, they weren't the best version of themselves in that final. I think they, you know, they could have performed a, a little bit better. Certainly, Southampton was a better team, but whether you agree with pulling players from from all over the, the world or or not, uh, I have an issue with it in the slightest. I think Susie's Susie Apple's hands were very much tied. We've said this before, um, but to create the kind of environment that is quite clearly there, the, the family feel. Um, X is to do things right at that rugby club and they've got a great fan base and to get to a final um, with 24 months ago these people were strangers um, because they're playing Japan they're playing USA, they're playing Canada it's not you, you guys, you might have played under 20s with someone or you know, a former club together yeah, literally kind of strangers to, to get to a final I think um, is, a, is a tremendous story And I, I don't think they go away either
2: no, they'll definitely not go away. They'll they'll go from from strength to strength. But yeah, it's it's a very fair, very fair point. Obviously, they won that that um, the, the prem cup as well, didn't they? Um, I think um, I'm I'm not. I I am struggling for like a non obvious. Obviously, you look at Saracens and go, they they won the league, the manner in which they did it. But like you say, like Exeter have have come. From, from nowhere to, to get there. The other one, thinking of Bristol, like from where Bristol have got to, um, obviously since Dave Ward's come in and the players that they've signed, from being a team of potential, like they got themselves into a semi-final, the front runners from the off in the league, I think they would be up there with a team that's performed um, th- this season um, as well. Um, just from previous years in the Premiership, they've always been like a team that should have done better than they have done. Well, actually this year, they, they did make that statement of intent. Um, and I think they'll go from strength to strength to look at some of their signings they've made already this year.
0: Yeah, I, I look, I think we have to chuck England in there. And I think that's probably the best answer, isn't it? Um, as a as a union, as players, you are taking the, the quite literally taking the game to to another level and you're dragging everyone with you. You're you're the 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 spearhead, the front of that spearhead that's pushing the women's game to, to new levels on the park. And for that you should be given full credit. The way utterly dispatched the Blackferns in the autumn was some of the most impressive rugby that I've seen. Not, not sure quite the heights of semi final twenty fourteen, but you know, right right up there in some of the best performances I, I personally witnessed England. So I know you won't say that. But I think England is is probably the the right answer, so we'll go with that. Come on then, purse. I'm going to mention Wales as well.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. They've um from again where they've been over the last couple of Six Nations, even autumn fixtures and things like um knowing the players that they've they have available to to perform. Like the I guess the contracts have given them that. That light that's ignited them into the the performances they had in the Six Nations. Um, so yeah, no, I I think you're you're right with with saying them how they've they performed this year.
0: Come on then, uh, we'll, we'll stick with England. Uh, no points to, to, in to, to Wales. Uh, exit. Yeah, sorry, winning the, the the trophy again. Um, yeah, Chiefs down in New Zealand with an all rule. How picky? Fair play to to them, but no, we'll, we'll go with England because they are literally driving everything forward. Player this season, then. I, I mean, I, I, I will just reiterate: you can't choose yourself.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I think it's someone we had on for me anyway on the pod a few weeks ago. I don't think you can look further than Marley Packer. I, yeah. You know, I don't I just, disagree. Yeah, I'd, this be obviously there's been some the notable performances um throughout the women's rugby you look at um Laura Sansu in France and how she's performed you look at Fall and how she performed in the Six Nations uh like Kate for,
0: Zachary
2: Kate Zachary um how she's played consistently throughout for Exeter i like the, the list like goes on but but like Helena Rowland like I don't know Abby Dow before she got injured I mean there's a whole wrath of players but I just think yeah I just think Marley's been um so consistent week in week out but not only that I just feel like she's got better like game by game
0: yeah yeah no it's certainly a name that pops straight straight into the head um yeah, taking her play to 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 another level. I'm just going to chuck in just 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 widening out slightly. Um, obviously, Australia sevens has been very successful this year. Asterix or not, the other teams, you know, notably New Zealand, not not been involved for, for most of the series. But um, Sharni Williams is is absolutely central to to that team, um, absolute anchor for them all. And yeah, I I, I just. I think she's smashing, smashing human being and um, whenever I get a chance to mention Shiny Williams, I, I do. So um, The other person I'm going to mention is um, a good friend of yours and teammate is, is, is Dr. Rachel Malcolm. Oh
2: uh, yeah, yes. Very good.
0: Um, they've been through the mill, Scotland. Um, for lots of different reasons that we don't need to, to go into now, but you've got to have someone to, to put it all together. A bit like Sharni Williams and am talking about. That. I'm going to talk about three captains just a second. Uh, and I, I think... To, to be the front of it all, she speaks so brilliantly uh, behind closed doors, uh, as we know, um, and in front of in front of closed doors, publicly. She 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 is a a, a real leader, a real leader, and she's given some superb interviews um, and speaks so brilliantly. And but means it all. And again, a, another smashing human being. Yeah. No.
2: I. I couldn't agree with you more. Like I have the honor of of playing alongside of her, and she taps to our side, and she's the most passionate person that believes in her team and will do anything for them. and And she stands up for people. and I I think she's she's a, a such a a brilliant person and player. Like like the work that she gets through on the pitch as well is unbelievable. And she's her toughest critic, and she doesn't need to be because. I don't think I've ever seen her have a bad game in in this season. Like like you say, Scotland have been through some tough stuff, and I, she almost takes it personally because she wants wants them to do so well. But um, yeah, she she galvanizes that team, and I've no doubt with professionalism on its way in Scotland and here at the helm of it, it'll go on to great things.
0: Agreed, and yeah, Do the cap to Kendra Coxage, most cap back for Emma Wassel with all of her consecutive caps, which uh, came to an end as well. Uh, and the, the other person I'm going to mention is Sean is Lillicrap. And this is very, very personal. I've interviewed her at her darkest times and the pain and hurt in her eyes compared to when we interviewed her the day that she got announced as a professional rugby player. And all that pain and hurt out of her eyes and just, just joy. Um, it was been really really lovely to to see that and again a bit like the dock at Scotland um the Shea Cup is 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 a real totem pole for that Welsh team uh, a real fulcrum and uh yeah lots lots go around her and she sets the tone and and all the rest of it I think she's a very important player and you know now Gloucester Heartbreed and Wales are, are very lucky to to have her but you're sticking with Marley are you yeah I
2: think so the other person she'll sure beat is... you up otherwise the other person I'd, I'd throw in into there is um, the Black Ferns eleven, but you're going to pronounce
0: Aisha Letty Lenga.
2: Yeah,
0: Letty Lenga.
2: Yeah, she's been one of the bright bright sparks for for New Zealand throughout that autumn series and in the the pack four.
0: Indeed so. But you, um, you're of all of all the. Of all the names that we've mentioned they're Jazz Joyce, yes, exceptional.
2: I, I, I just we, we could a, go on, couldn't we? We could we could go on, but I just think from a if we're looking at purely on a performance point of view, I think you've got uh you got you, you can't look further than Marley, I don't think, in in my opinion.
0: Yeah, if we're basing it on that, um my vote would be Rachel Malcolm, but you are the boss, so <laughs> we will go with Marley Packer. So Oh, that's very Anglo-centric, isn't it? England, the team of the year, and Marley Packer. But, yeah, there you are. That's what we've decided. Why didn't you tell us, listeners, who your team of the, the year is? Any international club team? Your player of the year? Let us know. Get in touch with the socials. Um, do you agree with Sarah Hunt and me? Or do you disagree? Anyway, we will finish up with a few shout-outs. We've already mentioned her, haven't we? Kendra Coxage. 51 consecutive caps now. She's got 16 most caps all black of all time overtaking was Silly. Um, and she's she's been in around the camp during this pack four as well. So it's been great to see her and Farah Palmer as well. So yeah, New Zealand are properly getting that together. Some very funky videos that they're putting together. Um, yeah, they um, have started the assault on the World Cup, haven't they?
2: They certainly have. It's... Uh... It can't help but get you excited for for the tournament. Hopefully, as players, fans, anyone that's gonna gonna go down there or watch it on TV. So, this great news for a friend of the pod, Alicia Butchers, who scooped the top rugby writers award in Wales. What a 12 months she has had from crowdfunding for an injury to a full-time professional in an outstanding Six Nations, now topped off with being named Wales Women's Player of the Year and a thoroughly deserved to.
0: Yeah, been, been exceptional in the, uh, the Red of Wales. Over to France and in Argen. The World Military Sevens Championship took place. The UK's team reached the final, eventually losing to... None other than the French. But no, fair play for getting to the final. Uh look like a, a really, really cool event and we're yeah, we're very, very happy to to support it in any way we can. So yeah, do keep in touch, guys.
2: The World Cup officials have now been announced. So congrats to referees Amy Barrett Theron, Maggie Coe or Sarah Cox, Holly Davison... Orlie Grosilu. Grosilou. Right. What would you it? just
0: call her mom or sir uh normally yeah
2: i'm um, right Bertha called
0: her ag ag <laughs> 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 lauren jenner's in there as well isn't she and clara monrani uh from italy as well as amber mclaughlin and joy neville from an English point of view, Nicky O'Donnell uh, goes as an assistant referee uh, in Tempest, goes as a, a TMO as well. Um, big shout out to Tamara Taylor, your old teammate. That dummy in the final. She's climbing Mont Blanc, isn't she? She raised money for restart rugby. Brilliant charity. Fair play to her. Don't quite know where she is. We haven't yeah. made contact. I haven't heard anything back. Hope she's safe and well and just pick up to her.
2: Yeah, she she's great. At re, um, raising money for for charity, especially Restart. She's she's done Everest Base Camp. I think as well. So taking on the Mont Blanc, she's definitely up there somewhere. Seen pictures of her. Hopefully, she'll be be back down safe with a bundle of cash to add to the Restart Fund. Finally, the shout out to to Karen Armand, the first England player to lift the World Cup in 1994, was honoured with an MBA for her service to the game. She's come all the way from Christchurch with her 86-year-old father um, who came along for the ride. So I'm sure she had an absolutely amazing day and an absolute, fully deserved honour for, for her as well.
0: Yeah, one of those people, a little bit like yourself... Uh, in the shadows, but just integral to to that team at the time. So yeah, huge congratulations to to you, Karen. And yeah, what an event coming over from Christchurch for that. How is it? What's it like?
2: Is as amazing and
0: brilliant as you you think it's going to be?
2: Yeah, I've never been so nervous in my life before anything. Um, yeah, World Cup finals, you name it. But uh, there 's so much protocol around like just before you go in to get it about where you walk, what you do, how you greet whoever you 're receiving it from, what you can do, what you can 't do, and you 've got all of this going, and there 's there's people watching and it 's like, yeah, but it was unbelievable, like such a such a special day, and like got to spend it with my family who were there, and um her dad who was there, and yeah it's, it's certainly. Certainly, a day that you you won't forget. That's for sure.
0: No, absolutely not. Who gave you yours? I can't remember.
2: Um, Prince William.
0: Ah, oh, Wills. Yeah. Lovely.
2: Yeah.
0: Ah, awesome. Uh, yeah, mum and dad wouldn't have enjoyed that at all, would they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, indeed not. I um, probably probably haven't stopped smiling since. Um, look, so, so that's about it. Like, so, bye from Bertha. Whiz off to 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 another meeting. Um, yes busy lady at the moment when do you going to camp then when does when it all start when does pre 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 world cup yeah. training start
2: um we're in a week monday in down at bath university
0: oh lovely i do like bath
2: yeah yeah i'm not sure if there's the kind of Bath <laughs> you like to go and enjoy when you're down there seeing all the the local establishments oh
0: it's a nice restaurant down in bath it's a nice yeah, place Awesome. So you've got another week?
2: Another week.
0: So you're just smashing beers and KFC and all the rest of it for seven <laughs> yeah. days, yeah?
2: <laughs> and all in.
0: Yeah. Now, Willie, you've been spending, spending some time on your nails, so that's that's important. Awesome. So, to thank you so much for, for this season. It's only going to be a, a, a short gap because. Yeah, we're we're back in. We've got Commonwealth Games, we've got uh, World Cup sevens, and then of course um, the World Cup. And we've got some really, really, really exciting stuff going on around the World Cup. Certainly uh, in in the plans, uh, we'll obviously try and link up with you uh, as often as we can to to get sort of some stuff from within inside the uh, the England camp would be brilliant. Um, You're yeah, not quite sure. I think birth might be out there covering it. I think I might be back here covering it. So. Uh, yeah, we are heavily involved, and yeah, we'll, we'll give it the the razzmatazz that it fully deserves. But thank you for all your efforts and for your honesty as well, Center, Because yeah, at times I, I I don't think I'm going to get the answers I get out of you. Yeah, there's there's a few straight bats out there. Uh, of course there is, but so uh, most of the time you are really really honest and give far more than um, yeah the, the the most international captains would. So thank you so much, and it's uh, just a real real. Pleasure and delight just being in your company, your smiley company.
2: No, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed being involved with the pod this season. So, exciting things to come, no doubt.
0: Uh, and we sign it up for next year, or are you you're on a Bosman transfer?
2: <laughs> I actually know what that means. You do? It's football, isn't it? Is that free? Yeah. Free transfer?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. football. I've got no idea.
2: I think so. I might be making that up. Well, edit it out. Anyway, you're not, you're not transferring? No, no, no. Not Good.
0: transferring. Good. We'll sign you up. Long five-year deal. Great. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. uh, brilliant. I must, must say a huge thank you to um, those who volunteered during the season. Probably too, too many to, to mention, but at the moment, it's uh, Tom and Vicky behind the scenes doing lots and lots of bits and pieces. So, yeah, huge thank you to them. Uh, big, big old thank you to, to the pod wife. Um, she continues to, to do her bits and pieces around the game. But, um, yeah, great to to have her and all her knowledge from from different facets of the game on the pod and the biggest thank you is to to you the listeners we are literally all over the world and that's the the, the reason we do it Uh, hope you've enjoyed this season and our pods and our special 100th episode and and all the rest of it we will come back at you next year I know we've missed one week this season really sorry uh, that was last week just got a bit too much but we will come at you unlike any other pod every single week with news from around the women's game uh, from all around the world not just you know, the big and bright stories here in the UK and or particularly just in England uh, but we'll come back at you next season with a pub uh, thank you for listening summer well and we will see you very very soon